Hello, I'm Fabrice Tong. I've been teaching English for five years, first at Zhangde Primary and now at Vela Primary. I'm someone who is more used to dealing with statistics and numerical data. I experienced a whole different ballgame with this inquiry. I learned that analyzing my students' artifacts could provide insights I would not be able to gain from just looking at numbers alone. Today, I'm excited to share with you my inquiry journey. Welcome to the English Language Institute of Singapore's podcast. I'm your host, Charmaine. And I'm your co-host, Caroline. Dr. Caroline Ho is a lead specialist here at Ellis. She works closely with teachers, supporting their classroom inquiries. I'm happy to introduce Fabrice, who joined the Classroom Inquiry for English Language and Literature Teachers course last year. Fabrice, what motivated you to embark on your inquiry? At my previous school, I observed that my students fared poorly when answering reading comprehension questions, particularly those questions that required critical reading and inferencing skills. My students tended to give only surface-level responses. I noted how they lifted content directly from texts I gave them. There were some students who couldn't phrase their responses in a way that captured the key points from the text. Others didn't draw on contextual cues in the text, so they were unable to provide accurate evidence from the text to support their answers. Paying close attention to students' challenges in learning and wanting to help them improve in a specific area is often why teachers carry out an inquiry. So Fabrice, how did you go about preparing yourself to undertake classroom inquiry? Well, Caroline, I had the opportunity to attend a workshop conducted by MOE under the Reading Remediation Programme. The aim was to equip teachers with the knowledge and skills to support students' reading. I learned about strategies to support students who were weak in reading. One strategy introduced to us was annotation. Annotation is anything we do to a text in order to enhance the reader's understanding and recall as well as their reaction to that text. A good example of annotation is the practice of making notes for oneself during reading. I was excited about trialing this strategy. I was curious and wondered if annotation would work with my students. It's great to hear this. Fabrice, you've adopted an inquiry mindset. And it was this that kick-started the inquiry process for you. It prompted you to test out a strategy to figure out what could work in the classroom and what you could do to support your students' learning. What did you do next? So, in order to build up my knowledge about annotation, I read the work of several researchers. Professors Douglas Fisher and Nancy Frey from San Diego State University found that annotation made a difference to students' learning. Students they worked with referred to annotation as reading with a pencil. When students engaged in annotation, they could focus their attention on the text and retrieve evidence from what they read when required. Professors Fisher and Frey also noted that annotation encouraged students to question what they read. This could extend to further discussions of the text, what students found engaging or confusing in the text, and why. Students learned to question assumptions analyze information, and make connections within and outside of the text and to background knowledge. It's fascinating that annotation can make such a difference to students' learning. 
were there any other ways in which practicing annotation could benefit students? Yes, I learned from other studies that students benefited from using annotation strategies in reading comprehension. Researchers Gal Ben Yehuda and Yoram Eshet Alkali from the Open University of Israel found that annotation improved students' inferencing skills. Students could focus on specific details in the text, connect information from different parts of the text, and reach a conclusion based on evidence or reasoning. This was what the researchers termed deep annotation. It centers on responding to the text, in contrast to surface annotation, which focuses on what the text states. When students asked questions as part of deep annotation, they had to provide evidence from the text in their responses. I also learned that annotation benefited specific groups of students more than others. Chang Wen Chen and Ku Yu Min from the National Central University, Taiwan, found that primary students who experienced annotation significantly improved their reading comprehension skills. The weaker readers showed the greatest gains in annotation skills. Hmm, very interesting. So these studies really deepened your understanding of the issue. And this led you to formulate your inquiry question, didn't it? Yes, that's right. The inquiry question I initially came up with was, how does annotation help students to answer inferential and true-false comprehension questions more accurately? But you weren't satisfied with this question? No, I wasn't. From the Ellis Classroom Inquiry course, I learned that I needed to ensure that my inquiry question was stated clearly and concisely. Merely describing the type of comprehension questions didn't help me focus on the specific skills I was interested in. These skills are stated clearly in the English Language Syllabus 2020 under the category of developing close and critical reading skills. The specific skill I wanted to look at was making inferences to draw conclusions from texts. So, I revised my inquiry question to how does annotation affect primary six students' critical reading and inferencing skills? I see. So you wanted your students to experience annotation in your lessons. What new learning experience did you design for them? Well, as I wanted my students to be able to use annotation when they read texts, I had to show them how to do this. So I demonstrated what annotation involved. I began by talking about what I read and what the text made me think about. Then I wrote my comments or questions in the margins of the text. My students could see the annotations I made on the text as I modeled my thinking aloud. I also showed my students how I highlighted interesting or important parts of the text. I underlined or circled keywords and phrases and drew arrows to make connections to other parts of the text. As I read, I explained the reason for doing these things to make my thinking clear to my students. That's interesting. Did you do anything else to help your students understand how you actively engaged with the text? Well, I asked questions about what I read in the text and wrote these in the margins of the text. I could predict, for example, what is the author likely to develop further in this text? Or I could infer, what does the text suggest about the author's attitude? I could even wonder, why did the author use this metaphor? 
When I ask these questions as I read the text, I am actively engaging with the author and his ideas. You know, I believe active reading allows me to stay focused on what I'm reading. This process of visualizing, predicting, inferring, or drawing conclusions as I annotate enables me to make sense of what I am reading. Annotation is valuable. It promotes students' critical thinking skills and their deeper engagement with what they read. I really like what you said, Fabrice. Now, can you tell us what methodology you used for this inquiry? I needed to find out where my students were in the first place, what they could do, and what they had difficulty with. So, in the first term, I administered a diagnostic pretest. My students completed a reading comprehension task under test conditions with no support from me. Over two terms, I taught annotation strategies explicitly. I demonstrated what I described to you earlier. That is, I showed students how I annotated texts. I guided my students to practice annotating texts that I gave them. The teacher-guided practice I provided helped them apply their learning from seeing how I did it. So, my students had opportunities to practice annotation of texts with guidance from me at least three times in each term. In the third term, my students tried annotating texts on their own with the same reading comprehension task they had in the first term. This task was also carried out under test conditions. Keeping the same task before and after the annotation lessons enabled me to measure whether there were any improvements in performance due to the lessons. I could then find out if using annotation had helped them in their critical reading and inferencing skills. So this was how Fabrice embarked on his inquiry. He identified a problem his students faced and wanted to do something about it. He became interested in introducing a new strategy to his students when he had learned more about that strategy. He deepened his understanding and developed an intervention, a set of lessons to teach annotation skills. He designed his inquiry to explore the use of the strategy in his lessons and to find out how its use affected his students' learning. Thank you, Caroline. We have been listening to the first part of Fabrice's inquiry learning journey. In the next episode, you'll learn about how Fabrice collected and analysed his data and what he learned from his inquiry. All right, that brings us to the end of the first part of this two-part series on a classroom inquiry. You can find a link to the readings and resources Fabrice referred to in his inquiry in this episode's show notes, located at go.gov.sg forward slash ELIS podcast. Thank you for listening.